Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. No, J. Will and Keys, we welcome you back inside for our TV viewers. Good morning. We're on ESPN2, and for everybody listening on the radio, good morning. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our Thunder Insider and Rockets Insider are coming your way in just minutes. Big question around the NBA, gentlemen, has been why more people aren't watching it. But if you watch those two games last night and you can't get into the association, that's on you. The last four games key decided by the last four playoff games over the last two nights, two games per night, two points, three points, two points, two points, including a guy that had a three rim out that could have won a game and a series. Wrong guy took the shot. Go ahead. <laughs> wrong guy took the shot. Controversial calls, perhaps wrong calls in the Bucks game. And with the Rockets, James Harden, the great offensive threat coming over the big defensive play. That's just in the last two nights. If you can't get into the league, you can't get into yeah, the league. Yeah, I, I was up till it was over with. Then I went to SVP to just catch up something where I was closing my eyes. I could get a few highlights here and there. Sure. It was it was must-see basketball. I mean, when you think about it, much you just mentioned James Harden. You, you're expecting him to explode onto the scene based on the last couple games. He hasn't been red hot. And so I'm sitting looking. I'm like, man, he's struggling. He got – and then he comes up with the biggest play of the game for them, an offensive threat, finally playing defense. I think he had three blocks last night, mm-hmm. and he contributed in other ways. And that's what superstar players do. When it's not going good for you on one end, you figure out how to make it go great for you on another. And I, and I think, you know, and I want to ask you this, Jake. Well, I just was looking at, can he not put the ball in, you, you put the ball on the floor and go to the cup? You could do that. Right. You also have two timeouts. You can call a timeout. Well, and, you can do that too. And Billy, Billy Donovan could have called a timeout since he's right but by I the But I felt like he should have pump fake and just straight to the cup. Now, it, it, I, I say the timeout part key. And also, look, Shea Gildress Alexander is a very young player. Extremely yes. talented. Cross-court pass. Right. Like he, had, he also missed another opportunity. And Steven Adams should have called for the ball uh, before the foul was called in the first inbounds in the last couple of seconds of the game. But look, I, I don't like the ball being in the hands of a very young player, especially when you have point, a point god on yeah, the court yep. in CP3. Lou Dirt had a great game. He had an incredible game, 30 points. Right? But in that moment, in that time, he shouldn't take that shot. And he was, 2019, guys, he was undrafted. He was undrafted. Now, I, I say this. He hasn't been in those type of big game moments, regardless of whether he's hot. Now, the guy who had a triple-double last night, point god, CP3, 19, 12, and 11, mm. Look, I like a timeout just to devise some play, some kind of continuity action to get the ball in his hands and let CP3 determine the fate of our team considering the season he's had. Let me ask you this because in football, right, Mm -hmm. we have things called situational football. 45 seconds to go, zero timeouts, 70 yards to go. We all know what it is. You got to get the ball to Keyshawn. You got to get the ball to Curtis Martin. Those sort of things. In basketball, do you have situational basketball when you know we don't have any timeouts, we, and we're not going to call a timeout, we have three or four set plays that we, no matter what the defense does, this is it? Yes, there are. There are those situational plays. And those situational plays should be CP3. Yes, it should have been. I'm, I'm not taking all the onus off of him. I'm actually putting a lot of it on Billy Donovan and CP3 as well. It just – Considering his veteran-like experience, considering how long he's been playing this game, you just felt with the way, with the shots he was making last night, that you wanted the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, Lou Dort 
has had a, a great season. He, he the way he defended James Harden, incredible. Yeah, I just uh, incredible. You just felt like you want CP3 to make that play. Down it just feel like that it's situational basketball at that moment. There's a couple plays and CP3 knows and they call it and no matter what it's the defense. A, it's the same is. way with the Utah thing, right? Uh, you know, going back a couple of days ago, Mike Conley takes that shot, rims out. I get it, situational basketball, but at the same time, you want Donovan Mitchell to take that shot. You do. Fair enough. So let's go inside both organizations. Royce Young has been covering the Thunder 24-7, 365 for years, and he joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. So, Royce, it's a devastating morning if you're a Thunder fan. It may be a little early to ask this, but honestly, it was a great season for them, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was an amazing season for Oklahoma City, and while well, yeah, it, it it stings to lose a game seven the way they did because it would have been an unbelievable achievement for them. You know, Brian Windhorst texted me um, during the fourth quarter last night, and he brought up a great question that would that have been the best moment? And I and I clarified with him non transaction related hmm. for the Thunder since they won Game One of the 2012 Finals, and and it really made me think if they had won that game last night with all they accomplished through the season. Uh, with how much people kind of wrote them off before the season, thought that they'd rebel, you know, 1.4% chance to even make the playoffs, and then to upset the Rockets in the first round, I think it would have been. I think it would have been their best win since they won game one of the finals um, back in 2012. But, uh, you know, the the context of losing a game seven reshapes a lot of different things, but it it doesn't take away from the fact of of what Chris Paul accomplished throughout the year, um, to what the organization accomplished. They found a, a lot of different things that has really set the table for them going forward. Everybody knows about the picks and the assets that they have, um, but they also have some impressive young players. You saw Lou Dort showing up with 30 in a game seven, which was the most random thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander had a terrific year, led them in scoring. Darius Baisley played some huge minutes. Their first round pick from last, uh, last season was, uh, was excellent in the bubbles. So it, it's a tough one for, for the Thunder to stomach, but I mean, the reality was, that their championship was kind of getting out of the first round and they weren't going to go much further than that. Most likely they wanted the chance, but it was, it was an unbelievably successful season regardless. Royce, when you look at it now, assets, things of that nature, what is it that they need to do to stay competitive though, moving forward? Keep keep Chris Paul. (laughs) That's really it. Uh, You know, as long as they keep Chris Paul, that's going to be a good team. And, you know, he'll be 36 next year. But the one thing about him is that, you know, when you look at players that are going to age in the NBA, Chris Paul has the ability, I, I think, to age pretty gracefully just because he plays he plays the game at such a high level with his mind. He's never been a guy that, that's really relied on athleticism. He doesn't need a, a, an explosive first step. He plays in the mid-range. He plays by controlling the game. And, and, look, they've got some good players that they're going to keep around. They've got decisions to make. Danilo Gallinari is an unrestricted free agent. It's most likely that he won't be on the team next year because of financial issues. Um, Dennis Schroeder will be on an expiring contract. Steven Adams will be on an expiring contract. Sam Presti's most likely not going to let those guys just walk away for nothing. So they're going to be highly available trade assets uh, for, for teams around the league. But the thing is, is that, you know, as long as Chris Paul's there, they're going to be a competitive team. Are, are they going to win – 50 games and, and be the five seed and, you know, be back in the, in the playoffs. I, I don't know, but they're, they're going to be a, a good team. Um, but, but on the flip side of that, now Chris Paul is a lot more desirable than he was a year ago. And there's going to be teams that are going to be interested in him. 
And, and, if, and if the Thunder can acquire an asset for him in return, um, that's when they're going to eventually start a rebuild, which has been a long time coming. Royce, let me ask you, is, is it feasible considering the way CP3 has played? If you think that he is reaching this peak at 35 years old, you know, who knows how players play on the backside of 35? Can you see them actually use, using him as draft capital, uh, also considering the other assets they have? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, you know, and, and again, um, you know, if, if, if you were asking me that a year ago, the, the question was, do you have to attach a pick? to trade Chris Paul, right? That's what most people thought. And, and especially when the Thunder acquired him was, okay, now where are they going to move him on to? And what do they got to do to move that salary? Because, look, he's going to be making $42 million at age 38. And that's, that's not a very attractive thing for a lot of teams out there. But at the same time, everybody saw the influence of Chris Paul, not just on a team, but on an organization. Uh, you know, he, he is a, he's learned a lot over the years. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with Chris. And one of the things that he's very upfront about is that you know he's always been a, a, a top-notch leader, but he, he he's learned a lot about uh, and he's kind of been brutally honest that he can be annoying and you know his <laughs> his style is that he, he can he can gr- he can grind on people and he knows that and um, he's tried to really improve in that regard that he's tried to be a little bit more of a of a team encourager, um, but so all that to be said you know I I do think that there's going to be some teams out there that are looking at Chris Paul and saying yeah we can we can stomach that contract if it means that he's going to win us 45 games and put us in the playoffs, because a lot of owners, that's like their goal. Just get me in the playoffs. That's all I want. And, and Chris Paul is the kind of guy that can put you there. Mm. They certainly exceeded expectations. The future looks bright, especially with Sam Presti using all those picks. His track record is pretty darn good. Really appreciate you joining us, Royce, this morning. Thanks a lot. All right, you bet. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at Home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything, and we are ready to talk. The Tim McMahon, he's been all over the Rockets for the last couple years here at ESPN. First things first, what do you make of how that all ended and then having this short shelf life to get to the Lakers in the next round? So much has happened, Tim, to this team here just in the last several hours. Yeah, I mean, the short shelf life, Mike D'Antoni joked, it's a good thing they've got such a young team. So, now, obviously less than ideal. At least they don't have to fly across the country, but that is uh, that that is definitely a tough turnaround. But as far as the way this ended, I mean, I don't think it's a it's an exaggeration to say that not only was the rocket season on the line, but in a lot of ways, James Harden's reputation was on the line. If they lose that game, uh, especially if Chris Paul knocks out James Harden's rocket in the first round on a, on a night, you know, in the game seven where Harden stinks it up offensively, I mean, what, what are you guys talking about right now? James Harden choking, James Harden not showing up, this, that, and the other, and 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 rightfully so, but for him to, to make the biggest play so far of the Rockets season on the defensive end, I think there is a lot of satisfaction that comes along with that, in part because obviously he, he wants to win games, he wants to advance in the playoffs, but also because he really takes it personally that he has this reputation as a guy who just doesn't care defensively. And if you've watched the Rockets uh, really the last few years, is, is he an all-world defender? No, but he is a guy who, who is dedicated himself to put an effort on that in the floor. There are things he does very well defensively, good hands, you know, one of the best post defenders in the league. 
But that's an absolute hustle play for a guy whose reputation is he's not willing to do uh, the, the little things it takes to win games. So that was, you know, in, in a lot of ways, a redemptive moment for Harden. Tim, you're exactly right. I feel like the narrative has changed with James Harden. That sustained effort he gives you now defensively, that's all you can ask for, right? You can ask him to be a lockdown defender. But ultimately, do you think that we – look, it's about surviving and advancing in these playoffs. Who cares how you got here? You got here. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a team this year where Russell Westbrook and James Harden have been hot at the same time. Do you think we will see that versus the Lakers? You know, they, you need to, but, or, or they're, they're going home. There's no question about that. And, you know, I, it's interesting because Harden started off this season just ridiculously hot. And then I think, I think the – you know the the toll that it took was apparent on him. I think his his legs got heavy. He was beat up, um, and then you know Russell Westbrook took off when they went to small ball when they opened up the floor. But to your point, they've never both been going at the same time. They were hoping coming into the bubble that would happen, and then obviously you know Russ gets uh, coronavirus. He's late. Then he's hurt. You know he and he's still you know he he went over his minutes limit a little bit last night. But this is a, you know Russell Westbrook right now is a guy who. He's trying to get a rhythm, trying to chip off Russ, trying to get his win back, uh, you know, in a, in a playoff series. And so, I, you know, I guess the short answer is I think that's an awful lot to ask, to expect Russell Westbrook to, to be at a peak level. But if he's not, I don't see how they can beat uh, the Lakers. Well, look at it, Tim. Let's preview that Laker-Rockets uh, series coming up on Friday. Obviously, I'm a Laker fan, and I like what we have. How can the Rockets get a piece of the Lakers and potentially upset this? Well, you know, like I said, it, it, you, they've got to have their two stars playing at a, at a ridiculously high level. And then, you know, believe it or not, the Rockets, you know, we talk about James Harden's defensive play, but, you know, statistically the Rockets have the best defense so far in the playoffs. And so it's going to be fascinating to see uh, if that can continue. And, look, one of the huge risks of playing a historically small lineup is you know – and they knew when this happened, they're probably going to have to see Anthony Davis in the playoffs. Well, here he is. So, you know, how does how does P.J. Tucker or James Harden, those are probably the guys who will be on him most often, Robert Covington, you know, how do they how do they deal with Anthony Davis and can Anthony Davis just take over this series? And then I'm fascinated to see what Frank Vogel does when, you know, if you remember the day that Robert Covington, his first game of the Rockets was in L.A., you know, against the Lakers, Rockets win that game on the road, and Vogel matched up with with the Rockets. He went small down the stretch. I'm curious to see if, if he's willing to kind of take the risk of his big men, JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard, you know, having to guard three-point shooters just to be able to bully and beat up the Rockets on the glass uh, and in the paint. Game one of that series will be Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, on ESPN for a trip to the Western Conference Finals. Tim, thank you very much. Okay, appreciate you having me. Thanks, of course. Tim. All of our guests, including Tim McMahon, Royce Young, breaking down that great seven-game series, join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, and we are, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, so that key, you asked him his breakdown of Lakers-Rockets. Let's get your breakdown of Lakers-Rockets. Well, Tim right there said it. When, when they played the Lakers out west in, during the regular season, we went small, and they just lit us up. Um, it was one of those situations where we couldn't quite understand what the philosophy philosophy and the game plan was at that moment. Uh, why Frank Vogel made that decision, I, I don't know. 
I don't think he makes that same decision this time around. We got Anthony Davis. You got the three bigs in, in general. Uh, you know, you got Dwight. You obviously got JaVale, AD, LeBron. You can run all three of the four of those guys at those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, AD can play defense with with the smalls. LeBron can play defense with the smalls. And Dwight's in the middle clogging it up. I think that that is going to be key to make sure that the game plan is not the game plan that we had the last time we saw the Rockets when I believe they hit like something like 30-some threes or something mm. crazy. It was something record. It was crazy, though. It was like one of those deals. It's like, man, this is, a, this is a bad deal here. Jay, they hit 17 last night, 17 triples. Yeah, they average 18 per game, uh, which tops one of the top in the NBA. Same with the uh, three-point shots attempted. This game ultimately comes down to pace. It's pace. Um, Houston wants it to be fast. They want it to be frenetic. And they want to shoot threes. And I think that the Lakers cannot settle. They have a major advantage on the boards. The Lakers should walk away every game getting 18 to 25 offensive rebounds. That's the way it should be. Every single game. They need to beat this team up on the boards. And they also, it's going to, once again, just like we saw them with Dame and C.J. McCollum, you know, Dame and C.J. are really good. I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook are a little bit better. Uh, they're going to need their guards to continuously chase and, and, and really contest three-point shots when you talk about James Harden and Russell Westbrook. It's going to come down to defensive play for them, too, on the perimeter. And, and when you look at it, you got these big bodies. You need to push Anthony Davis down low because who's going to guard him? I mean, he's – what is he, seven feet? Yeah. Six, six, 11, seven feet. Wingspan puts him at eight feet tall. You got James Harden, a six-five guy. I mean, it's different – it, the the body of work down low, they're not going to be able to handle that. And and if they push him down low, we can dominate the game. We. Now, just, just know that P.J. Tucker is playing the five spot. He's 6'5 and a half. Yeah, six, see, okay. exactly. So you got all small dudes. All small dudes, but vice versa. Those small dudes pull you out now. I mean, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington. Robert Covington made a lot of threes last night. P.J. Tucker is known for making those corner threes. So when they pull you out for high screens, the, it, that's what ultimately will test Frank Vogel and the Lakers. You want to play big, but if you play two bigs at the same time, the amount of ball screens Houston puts you in and the continuity and the pace of their action pulls those bigs away from the basket, which takes away from their advantage, which is a being around the basket. But having A.D. and Dwight on the floor at the same time is not really having two bigs, right? I mean, because A.D. can go – I mean, he basically – he can – take on anybody on it's going to come down I, I think I mean look you're going to have to do this in spurts but I, you're not going to want to have the majority of your possessions with AD and Dwight on the floor or AD and JaVale McGee if you have two bigs that JaVale McGee or but that Dwight looking, Howard but are we looking at AD as a big on the defensive side I mean AD can dominate the paint when he wants I know he can be a pick and pop player but when he puts his head down there's nobody stopping no, him no, on but the I'm block say, I'm saying on the defensive side yes. are we looking at him as a big against a small lineup because he can guard small guys out on the perimeter. Well, look, if you, if you do play two bigs, it comes down to can P.J. Tucker make volume shots? Because P.J. Tucker's going to get wide open looks. If, if P.J. Tucker's being guarded by Dwight Howard or being guarded by JaVale McGee, they're going to involve you in a ball screen. And when James comes off that ball screen, it doesn't matter who's guarding him, right? The big is going to have to guard him. So if PJ starts knocking down shots, I can alter the way Frank Vogel plays defense. Let's go, Z. I'm fired up. Let's go. Game one, Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern ESPN. This bears worth repeating because obviously we're talking about an all-world superstar, but he is 35 years old. 
Doesn't it feel like it's been forever since the Lakers have played a playoff game? I don't know. I was trying to figure out when <laughs> when they played, what, three, four nights ago? Right, think about it, right? They've been chilling. I mean, it, you're talking about Harden having to play on very little rest, the Nuggets getting out there on very little rest. It's, a, isn't it's, it, a, it's, it's important. Isn't it funny how with the Clippers, them having rest, you're like, oh, that's a good thing for the Clippers. But then with the Lakers, do they have too much rest, right? Because LeBron, I, I, I don't think they've had too much rest. Look, a, a couple of days in the bubble, it, LeBron is always taking care of his body. Obviously, will take them a couple minutes to find that rhythm again, to find that intensity. Yeah, but I also think the way they kicked it into it, the, the gear that they kicked it into versus Portland, mm-hmm. that that gear had me on my couch. Like, damn, I I forgot how dominant these two were. Let's go, Z. Let's go. Game one again for a trip to the Western Conference Finals. Perhaps that's where the Clippers await, and we get that Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals. Under one roof. It's just 3,000 miles away from the roof. Yeah, that's going, that, you know, I was thinking about that when I, I was in my head. I was thinking about the, 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 the fact that Milwaukee is down uh, a 2-0. Yep. And I kept saying to myself, I'm like, they can't even get back home and try to even the score at a nope. home. You know, there's no home court advantage. There's nothing. Which none they of earned, the, And they teams, you know how it goes. You get down in home court advantage and you like, I mean, you get down on the road, you go back home, you're like, okay, we're going to even the score. You right. know what we have to do, Key? When that first game, game one, are you going to watch it tomorrow night? Yeah, what you mean? Okay, we got to get you on the virtual screen. We got to get you at the game Man. with the Lakers jersey. No, I do too much. Need, I, do, no, I do too much no, to be on the virtual no. screen. We, I want to see you with a glass of wine. I want to nah. see you let the hair down, relax, because nah. we can talk about it the next day. I, I understand, but it, I do too much. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. You got to scan the crowd. It's a guy in the UCLA jersey. Where's that guy? Oh, no, there, where's, there's Key. There's where's forty two? <laughs> where's forty two? Yeah, this thing is like. I didn't had it on too long, but I'm I'm gonna be. You a look good comfortable sport. on it now. No, that's you a, look very that's relaxed. A damn lie. I don't look comfortable at all in this. This is really ugly, though. To be honest with you, look I think at, you look nice. Powder blue, and then they do you know they're they're like little fight song things like eight clap. That's it's UCLA's so, yeah, fight song. It's so annoying. It's it's the worst thing. It might be one of it might be one of the worst fight songs in college history. I don't know how much you money you spent. This could be the best money you've ever spent. The bang for your buck on this for the show has been unbelievable. They clap eight times and it's this dude with this little hat. And you, you gotta you gotta just check it out. Hopefully Kevin Love got a piece of the revenue. Oh, I forgot. Tell us. He can't get a piece of the revenue yet. It's a college jersey. Ah, uh, that's mm. right. Is his, name, is his name on the back? Love yeah, is on his the name back. is on the back. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. Still to come. The biggest stories in the NFL involving the Bucks, the Saints, a couple of big additions and readditions. Big words from Anthony Lynn on his starting quarterback. And remember, the Chargers are taking on the Colts in opening week, so we'll see what happens there. And the Pats releasing a guy they put forth a ton to get for. That's all the NFL news on the way. We'll run down those four teams as we are one week away from the start of the season. Here's a blockbuster, the first blockbuster of the NFL New League year. As long as somebody wants me, I'll be playing somewhere. Nobody's going to give you an accolade for what you did in the past. It's what you do going forward. Don't play with me. I came in this league to be one of the top safeties there to play this game. I'm rolling now. Now I have to prove myself. That's a daily challenge. You know, when you put years of accumulated reps together, it just gets better and better every year. 
That's Tom Brady. Let's years. go! LFG, but don't, don't give us the whole thing if you don't. Okay. <laughs> we got to go. The let's go is fine. Right, 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 right. I just got really excited. <laughs> four downs. It's time for four downs. The four big NFL stories. We'll get Key and Jay's thoughts. Four downs brought to you by Geico. Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. Let's start with any drive. It starts with. Leonard Fournette has a new home. He goes from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay. He could get a deal that could be worth three and a half mil with incentives. Key, that's according to Adam Schefter. LaShawn McCoy's already there. They drafted a kid in the third round. Ronald Jones, the second, obviously, USC kid is there as well. What do you make of the move? I think it's a great move. You pair him with Mike Evans and Godwin on the outside. You got O.J. Howard at tied in, a big end blocker, and Gronkowski at the other tied in spot. You got a a Hall of future Hall of Famer and quarterback Tom Brady. The defense is solid with Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich over there calling offensive plays. They know how to get this guy to football. As long as he stays healthy, I think they, they'll be in good shape. Damn, okay. leave a player's name for me to say. I mean, you said everybody's name on the damn team. The only name he didn't say, Ronald Jones, I know last year, 724 yards, six TDs. If you can get Leonard Fournette at 25 to be the Leonard Fournette he was when he was healthy, really dangerous, but I still think the Saints are the favorite in the division. They got, a, they got a kicker over there. You want to mention him? Yeah. Motivated. Thanks, Thanks Keyshawn. Motivated and hungry Fournette could be a very successful Fournette. Still working on the timing. We're going to get there. We'll get there. Well, you know, it's, the season's still a week away. Yeah. We're preseason, man. Come on. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is back at practice. He left late last week. It's contract-related. Adam Schefter was with us yesterday and essentially said, that they're not nearly as close as you might think, but bottom line key, when you're haggling over money, it's a good sign the guy's at least back in camp. He's in the building, and they and Sean Payton talked about it in his presser yesterday. They're close to getting a deal done. You just got look, as long as they're having a conversation, Z, that means something's going to get done. That's why he's back in camp and not at home. You know, he won't probably get the $16 million like Kristen McCaffrey's average. As long as he gets good money in the first three years, I think he'll be happy. I know the Chiefs are the favorite to win it all. That's what Vegas has odd-wise. But I got to tell you, with the last couple of years, the way things have gone for the Saints, I really root for them. I mean, Drew Brees in his 20th season, probably likely his final, if it happens that way, love to see him win a Super Bowl. Better timing. (laughs) We're getting closer. A lot better timing. All right, so obviously I don't think anybody's really surprised by this particular news. It's the last two words, Key, that are going to catch most people. Hmm. And this is Anthony Lynn naming Tyrod Taylor the starter for the Chargers in week number one. Here's the quote. Tyrod Taylor is our starter. Here are the two words. Right now. With Justin Herbert waiting. Well, yeah, he's young. Justin Herbert had a little ups and downs in training camp coming out of Los Angeles where they're at in, uh, in uh, Costa Mesa. But Tyrod Taylor knows the system. He he was there last year. He was with Coach Lynn in Buffalo. There's some comfort there for Coach Lynn. And look, this team is going to go as far as the running game and that defense goes. It's not about the quarterback at this point. Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa signed that massive contract. Let's see what the defense does. And I will say this, considering last year was a disappointing year as opposed to 2018, time to step it up, Chargers. No question. They're not going to have James for quite some time. There's one other starter named for the Washington football team. That is Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and, and look, this is not a surprise to me. You, you, you look at the, the quarterback and Kyle Allen coming over with Ron Rivera from the Carolina Panthers. You look at Alex Smith coming off injury. This isn't a surprise. They want to see what it is. You drafted him in the first round. You've got to know what you have moving forward for the future. 
I wish we could talk football when we talk about the Washington football team. Unfortunately, we're talking about bigger issues with the Washington football team, and that's the problem. No question about it. Roger Goodell taking over the Redskins, or the old Redskins. I shouldn't have said Watch yourself. Sorry. Watch yourself. Taking over it's the going, Washington football yeah. team's it, organization. They're the Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Reds. One I, of those types. Yeah, <laughs> San Diego, uh, Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Raiders. It's going to happen. That stadium out there in Vegas, though, Key, we got to go to a game eventually. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. Or a year. Or a year. Hopefully. Still working on timing. Owner Mark, <laughs> Owner Mark Davis Stop. said that uh, no fans this year. So that's, I mean, you build a jewel, you build a palace, and nobody's able to go. The Pats have told wide receiver Mohamed Sanu that they're going to release him, according to our sources here at ESPN. And remember, they got him from the Falcons for a second-round pick. Now, I mean, that's a significant investment to make, and he only played nine games, and apparently that is going to be it. Sanu and the Pats parting ways key. You know, I'm not surprised here. He didn't give them quite what they thought when they acquired him from Atlanta for that second-round pick. And Bill Belichick and, and the, the brass over at New England, they've always kind of had issues with the outside receiver. Outside of Randy Moss, there really hasn't been a dynamic guy on the perimeter. Everybody's inside, whether it was Troy Brown, Julian Edelman, uh, uh uh, was the other Wes Welker? Sure. I mean, all of those guys are not in; they're inline guys and not outside guys. So, I'm not surprised there at at all in the least bit. Good luck to the Bills, but I think the Patriots are going to win the division 17 of the last 19 years. So, mark that down. NFL season starts a week from tonight. Texans at the Chiefs. Still to come, more NFL talk and a college football story about athlete compensation. And we're using the word athlete compensation in a way you have never heard it. Jay's Jay's like apoplectic. He's got the hands up. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up, (laughs) Zubin. Wait till you hear it. It's straight from a Big Ten team, as if the Big Ten doesn't already have enough problems. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
That was Mark Kestisher on ESPN Radio. What a moment for James Harden. Struggling four for 15, one for nine from deep, as Kesty said, but able to make that defensive stop. And as Tim McMahon, our Rockets reporter, joined us a few minutes ago, essentially said, saving his reputation, he could barely take another first-round exit or an exit premature of where a lot of people thought the Rockets would be. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows why we all love basketball. It's diving for the loose ball. It's jumping for a block shot. It's driving the lane and rising up for a dunk. We love basketball because we love to move. What moves you? Goodyear, more driven. The Heat have driven themselves to a 2-0 lead over the Bucks. Man, Tim Legler was on earlier this morning and said he actually called it before the series started. He just loved the way Miami matched up with Milwaukee. Game was essentially decided when Giannis fouled Jimmy Butler with no time to go on the clock in a tie game. And Butler had two free throws. That was the margin of 116-114. It is the first time a five seed has ever taken a 2-0 lead over a one seed. Giannis had 29-14, and 14, but all for not, Miami is up 2-0. And just one note from the world of baseball, and it's the most important one. It had nothing to do with any of the games last night. The Hall of Famer Tom Seaver died Monday at the age of 75, combination of Louis body dementia and COVID-19. In 1992, in his first year eligible for the Hall of Fame, he went into Cooperstown with a record 98.84% of the vote. And the reason I drug that out to a hundredth of a percent is essentially because that was the highest percentage anybody had ever gotten at that time. Of course, another great New York right-hander that played for the other team across town, Mariano Rivera, eventually did get 100%. Tom Seaver has died at the age of 75. Here's a blockbuster, the first blockbuster of the NFL New League year. As long as somebody wants me, I'll be playing somewhere. Nobody's going to give you an accolade for what you did in the past. It's what you do going forward. I came in this league to be one of the top safeties to ever play this game. I'm rolling now. I have to prove myself. That's a daily challenge. You know, when you put years of accumulated reps together, it just gets better and better every year. That's Tom Brady. Let's go! LFG, but don't, don't give us the whole thing if you don't. Sorry, okay. <laughs> we got to go. The let's go is fine. Right, just right, right, sorry. I just got really excited. <laughs> four downs. It's time for four downs. The four big NFL stories. We'll get Key and Jay's thoughts. Four downs brought to you by Geico. Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. Let's start with any drive. It starts with... Leonard Fournette has a new home. He goes from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay. He could get a deal that could be worth three and a half mil with incentives. Key, that's according to Adam Schefter. LaShawn McCoy's already there. They drafted a kid in the third round. Ronald Jones, the second, obviously, USC kid is there as well. What do you make of the move? I think it's a great move. You pair him with Mike Evans and Godwin on the outside. You got O.J. Howard at tied in, a big end blocker, and Gronkowski at the other tied in spot. You got a a Hall of, future Hall of Famer and quarterback Tom Brady. The defense is solid with Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich over there calling offensive plays. They know how to get this guy to football. As long as he stays healthy, I think they, they'll be in good shape. Damn, Damn, leave a player's name for me to say. I mean, you said everybody's name on the damn team. The only name he didn't say, Ronald Jones, I know last year, 724 yards, six TDs. If you can get Leonard Fournette at 25 to be the Leonard Fournette he was when he was healthy, really dangerous, but I still think the Saints are the favorite in the division. They got, a, they got a kicker over there. You want to mention him? Yeah. yeah. 
Motivated. Thanks, Thanks Keyshawn. Motivated and hungry Fournette could be a very successful <laughs> Fournette. Still working on the timing. We're going to get there. We'll get there. Well, you know, the season's still a week away. Yeah, we're preseason, man. Come on. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is back at practice. He left late last week. It's contract-related. Adam Schefter was with us yesterday and essentially said that they're not nearly as close as you might think, but bottom line, Key, when you're haggling over money, it's a good sign that guy's at least back in camp. He's in the building. And, they, and Sean Payton talked about it in his presser yesterday. They're close to getting a deal done. You just got to look. As long as they're having a conversation, Z, that means something's going to get done. That's why he's back in camp and not at home. You know, he won't probably get the $16 million like Kristen McCaffrey's average. As long as he gets good money in the first three years, I think he'll be happy. I know the Chiefs are the favorite to win it all. That's what Vegas has odd-wise. But I got to tell you, with the last couple of years, the way things have gone for the Saints, I really root for them. I mean, Drew Brees in his 20th season, probably likely his final, if it happens that way, love to see him win a Super Bowl. Better timing. <laughs> We're getting closer. A lot We're better closer. timing. All right, so obviously I don't think anybody's really surprised by this particular news. It's the last two words, Key, that are going to catch most people. Hmm. And this is Anthony Lynn naming Tyrod Taylor the starter for the Chargers in week number one. Here's the quote. Tyrod Taylor is our starter. Here are the two words. Right now. With Justin Herbert waiting. Well, yeah, he's young. Justin Herbert had a little ups and downs in training camp coming out of Los Angeles where they're at in, uh, in uh, Costa Mesa. But Tyrod Taylor knows the system. He he was there last year. He was with Coach Lynn in Buffalo. There's some comfort there for Coach Lynn. And look, this team is going to go as far as the running game and that defense goes. It's not about the quarterback at this point. Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa signed that massive contract. Let's see what the defense does. And I will say this, considering last year was a disappointing year as opposed to 2018, time to step it up, Chargers. No question. They're not going to have James for quite some time. There's one other starter named for the Washington football team. That is Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and, and look, this is not a surprise to me. You, you, you look at the, the quarterback and Kyle Allen coming over with Ron Rivera from the Carolina Panthers. You look at Alex Smith coming off injury. This isn't a surprise. They want to see what it is. You drafted him in the first round. You've got to know what you have moving forward for the future. I wish we could talk football when we talk about the Washington football team. Unfortunately, we're talking about bigger issues with the Washington football team, and that's the problem. No question about it. Roger Goodell taking over the Redskins, or the old Redskins. I shouldn't have said Watch yourself. Sorry. Watch yourself. Taking over it's the going, Washington football team's yeah. organization. They're the Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Reds. One of those types. Yeah, <laughs> San Diego, uh, Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Raiders. It's, it's going to happen. That stadium out there in Vegas, though, Keith, we got to go to a game eventually. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. Or a year. Or whatever. a year. Hopefully. Still working on timing. Owner Mark, <laughs> Owner Mark Davis Stop. said that uh, no fans this year. So that's, I mean, you build a jewel, you build a palace, and nobody's able to go. The Pats have told wide receiver Mohamed Sanu that they're going to release him, according to our sources here at ESPN. And remember, they got him from the Falcons for a second-round pick. Now, I mean, that's a significant investment to make, and he only played nine games, and apparently that is going to be it. Sanu and the Pats parting away is key. You know, I'm not surprised here. He didn't give them quite what they thought when they acquired him from Atlanta for that second-round pick. And Bill Belichick and, and the, the brass over at New England, they've always kind of had issues with the outside receiver. Outside of Randy Moss, there really hasn't been a dynamic guy on the perimeter. Everybody's inside, whether it was Troy Brown, Julian Edelman, uh, uh uh, was the other Wes Welker? Sure. I mean, all of those guys are not in; they're inline guys and not outside guys. So, I'm not surprised there at at all in the least bit. 
Good luck to the Bills, but I think the Patriots are going to win the division 17 of the last 19 years. So mark that down. NFL season starts a week from tonight. Texans at the Chiefs. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You a real sucker, Jay. You'd be mad if you want, baby. It's all right. Key, you can take that jersey off in nine minutes. So we'll just we get. But man, Jay, Jay, <laughs> it's Jay. all right. We gonna change it. Let's go, Brooklyn. I said it. Why is Jay so fired up? And what are we gonna be talking about for the next nine minutes? Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, essentially throwing it down that Steve Nash, the former two-time NBA MVP with no head coaching experience, has a four-year contract to become the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Jock Vaughn, who is currently their head coach, was in the interim role. He will stay on and be the lead assistant, and for his troubles, will become the highest-paid assistant in the NBA. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Pennzoil. Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil, based on sequence IVA wear tests using SAE 5W30. On the surface, Jay, your average fan might say... Well, this came out of nowhere, but you've got a connection here between Nash and maybe the Nets' best player. Yeah, obviously, I do the boardroom with Kevin Durant, Rich Kleiman, who oversees all Kevin's businesses. Steve was on the boardroom a, a year ago, and we were on the room, and, and Kevin and Steve have an incredible relationship. Look, the reality comes down to who ultimately will Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trust? They had to put their stamp on this relationship in order for it to come to fruition. I originally thought this was going to be Ty Lue's job to lose. But ultimately, 
I like this Steve Nash hire. You keep Jock Vaughn on as the head assistant coach. He has great familiarity with the team, with the likes of Karis LeVert, with Spencer Dinwiddie, and you have Steve Nash, who has a great affiliation with Kevin, worked out with Kevin, doing a lot of player developmental stuff with the Golden State Warriors when Kev was out there in the Bay, and that relationship ultimately as a point guard respect level with Kyrie. I'm shocked, but I love the move. And I'm keeping my damn season tickets with the Brooklyn Nets. I will. Keyshawn and I will be there courtside watching these games. Ba- basketball is just so man. interesting to me, man. They would never do this in football. A player couldn't go to an owner and vouch for a coach that has never coached before to be my head coach and run the team. Even though Jock Vaughn's had basically two head coaching stints, mm-hmm. it, it I like it like Jay because you got Jock Vaughn there. You got KD, you got Kyrie, and the respect level is such that they will fall in line and, and do the things that need to be done to win a championship. Right. I think it, I think it's good. It doesn't – look, Ty Lue still is four – what is it, four jobs are still available? And we don't know if Ty Lue had some preliminary, you know, conversations with Brooklyn and maybe what he was hearing didn't necessarily work out. And then they probably said, you know what, we're not hearing the same things. And – Maybe that's why Steve Nash got the job. So I also have breaking news. You guys want to make sure if you're a Nets fan or a fan of Kevin Durant, Kyrie, that you'll be on our show tomorrow. We just uh, secured Sean Marks will be on our show. I I was texting him back and forth. He's going to come on our show tomorrow. I'll connect him with our producer extraordinaire, Evan, and uh, we will have Sean Marks breaking down why he made that decision tomorrow. Biggest challenge here for Nash is going to be what? Uh, Just managing personalities. I mean, I think that's always a challenge for coaches, uh, obviously, Kevin is an incredible player. Same with Kyrie. But, you know, this is a season of ups and downs. These guys haven't played together yet. How are they going to be filling that out? But I said this on an interview the other day. I really do feel like the Brooklyn Nets will be a 2020-2021 version of the Bad Boys. And the moment. Detroit Pistons. Like, it's going to be Kevin and Kyrie against the world. Mm. That is going to be their attitude. Kevin's going to back Kyrie. Kyrie's going to be back Kevin. It does not matter what they say to the public. They're going to back each other, and I think that's how they're going to play, and that's how it should be as teammates. Any Anytime you have great assistant coaches around you, you you can coach and you just can manage. And I think Steve is there, much like you say, not to learn how to coach but also manage the personalities because, let's face it, they've got two big personalities, and you want to make sure that everything is even across the board so you can put them W's up and have people in New York excited about their basketball. And I'll say this, for Ty Lue, obviously, you know, he's on the coaching staff, won't make a decision, and, and that's that's going to work out well for him if they get to the championship and win, yeah, right? Work out extremely fine. well for him. But he's I will fine. say this, if it doesn't work in Houston, think about Ty Lue with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Okay, I want to quickly bring Throwing it back. it out there. So Ty Lue, of course, a great guard in his day. I'm happy for Steve. Yeah. Steve Nash, a great guard in his day. Jason Kidd, a phenomenal guard in his day. We should, worth pointing out here, Jay, the Nets hired Jason Kidd as their head coach. He had zero head coaching experience, much like Nash is walking into the same franchise with the same level of experience, which is to say, nada. Didn't really work out too well for Jay Kidd. Why would this be different? Yeah, Jay Kidd doesn't have them two dudes that he just mentioned. It was no KD. It was no Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't working with that. So at the end of the day, it's a little bit different. You... It's almost like healthy, you to a degree can pretty much be on autopilot with them two dudes. You're talking about two of the best in the world, two of the best that they position. 
that's not a lot of heavy lifting. Can I tell you why I'm really excited that Key and I have season tickets now with the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, brother. It's all good. I don't think there'll be a more exciting duo. Exciting. I'm not saying they're the best duo. They're going to be an upper echelon of duos right now in the league. But excitement-wise, with the way Kyrie and Kevin Durant plays, I mean, Kyrie has the ball on a string 24-7. I do ultimately think that the chemistry issues that have fouled Kyrie will be different with Kevin because their relatability is different. Those two vibe on a different level. And then Kevin Durant coming back off his Achilles injury. You know, I've seen videos of KD work out. Tell you, KD, KD looks like the old KD. Now, you haven't seen a lot of people bounce back from an Achilles injury, but he looks like his old self. Do they have enough money to get like a scrappy three? You know, like a scrappy three. A, 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 a guy that was a two somewhere else that now could be their three. Uh, potentially. I would say potentially. I mean, but look, I mean, you have, you have four incredibly gifted scores. Karis LeVert, who mm-hmm. played extremely well at the bubble. You have Spencer Dinwiddie, who obviously, you know, is a guy that can light you up. He stepped up in the, in the midst of Kyrie being out. And obviously Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So do you have to find, you know, you have Jared Allen, you have DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's a little bit older. You wonder where he'll pit in. I mean, you need some more rotational players. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you have to like the direction that the Brooklyn Nets are moving. No, Jay, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is cool. What's Nash's personality? Steve, Steve reminds me a little bit. He has that demeanor like a, a Steve Kerr. Um, he, you know, when, when you think about, uh, you know, the head coach of the, of the Boston Celtics, why am I drawing Brad a blank? Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens, like that kind of demeanor. Laconic he, laid back. Yeah. He, he's yeah, laid, he laid back. back. It's the California style. Sur- like, surfer. Here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing know, about Steve. Guy. He's a surfer. Yeah. Exactly. Manhattan beach, right? right? Yeah, like Steve lives. would go out there skateboarding with his kids, yeah. surfing with his kids. But ultimately like Steve talks the game at a, at a different stratosphere. He sees the game differently. And when we did the boardroom content, the way that he communicates how plays work, and also from a, a skill developmental perspective, then he, he's incredibly brilliant at explaining the nuances of the game. Steve has not been the most athletic player, but he was gifted at really exploiting the defenses on the nuances of the game because he knows how to play. I'm just, I'm, I'm just in my mind as he was talking about knowing how to play, I could just go back to the, the Phoenix days and just remember how he was just cooking. He was just... Floor general. And think about what that does for Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie's never had a coach like that to show him, hey, this is how you probe. This is how you can change your game around here or there. This is how you can communicate with different players. And it's not like a rah-rah, this is how you do it now, Kyrie. Like, it's more of a player-coach mentality. That's fantastic. Sean Marks, the general manager of the Nets, will be with us tomorrow morning on KJZ as Jay Will has just put that together. And much more on this breaking news story. Steve Nash, four-year deal to become the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets all day long here on ESPN Radio. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern with Sean Marks. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.